we basically videos for us as an agency are a loss leader. So the main obstacle to scaling any offer on YouTube is the creative. And we make our money when our clients make money um, by scaling. So we pretty much go into the red in terms of like the actual creative almost always. So we keep costs down as much as we can for the production because we know that it's not going to be um, it's probably not going to be a home run, especially out of the gate. So we don't want like I know you can get an amazing you can get some amazing video ads done for 70K or even, you know, one of the most famous people who make them, they charge over six figures. listening to the rich ad poor ad podcast where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash these advertisers agencies affiliates brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend you'll hear about what's working for them today their rich ads and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads let's get into it all righty, y'all. We're back in action with another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. We got your hosts, Zach Johnson and Dylan Carpenter. What's good, Zach? Oh, dude, we're talking about some YouTube ads today. That's going to be a nice, nice breath of fresh air. Oh, it is, man. And especially someone who's, you know, spending, shoot, 40, 50 million a year. But more importantly, we got the co-founder of VidTow, a free YouTube ads tool to kind of spy on your competitors, and the co-founder of Inceptly, a YouTube ads agency that's kind of the full service side of things. But Ian, what's good, man? Wow, you guys are so pro in your intros. I'm impressed. <laughs> that was we a sweet transition. <laughs> well, cool, cool, man. Thanks for jumping on. Tell Thanks us about. Uh, tell me about VidTal. Like mm-hmm. I, uh, I'll, I'm not a YouTube ads guy, so I, I would love to know, like, what's the what's the quick pitch here on VidTal? Yeah. So um, me and my business partner Brett, we were um, we're, we're we're YouTube ad nerds. So we're, we were always paying attention to what ads we were seeing in our timeline on YouTube. And uh, we started just logging them manually in a big Google spreadsheet. So there's a way you can right click on the ad as it shows up as you're watching YouTube. And then you can grab this little bit of code and stats for nerds and then dump it in a YouTube link and then you'll get the unlisted video ad. So we started doing that. Um, in a in a Google spreadsheet just to keep track of ads we were seeing and try to reverse engineer them for our clients, and then we s- just decided, hey, let's like let's build the software for this um, to make that process more simple. And then we also just decided, hey, let's make a database of all these ads. And so we did that mm. about a year ago. Um, and uh, yeah, now we now we're tracking tens of thousands of ads, and uh, their performance is mapped daily, so you can see what people are spending because uh, what. The- yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So, because if you think about it, an unlisted video, the only reason you're going to watch it is, is if you see it as an ad, because there's no right. other really way to access it. So, um, yeah, we just track we track views on these ads every day, and then that is a you know an analog for for spend, um, and so you can see you know uh, what people are running right now, and uh, use it to just get inspired for your own YouTube ads and see what's working and go from there. 
This is great. We're just going to rebrand this, the YouTube Rich Ad Library, uh, and just let the affiliate <laughs> link over to you. Oh, it's free, it's just, so sorry. It won't be very profitable for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, well, this is a nonprofit podcast, so mm. it's all good. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Just for the love. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, I had no idea you could do this on YouTube. What do I know, Dylan? What do I know? Hey, it's new to both of us, man. Especially when you mentioned spend, I'm like, oh, you can see that those kind of metrics. <laughs> like that's that's gold. Yeah. Oh, it's cool, man. So, all right, give us a rundown on uh, the agency. You guys are mm -hmm. managing four million a month. Let's mm -hmm. talk about uh, let's talk about one of your favorite, you know, campaigns or clients that you're that you're most proud of. Yeah, I mean, where where we really feel like superheroes is when someone is dependent on one traffic source and they're just not able, they're just standing on one leg and they're, they know they're one Facebook ban away from not being able to acquire customers. And I love being able to come in and, and hook them up with an entirely new source. And so we had that, um, I think it was this summer, actually, we started working with this, this, uh, I can't name the name, but it's basically like a, it's like a, it's actually a SaaS. Um, hmm. But it's, it's a D to C SaaS. It's not like a VC backed SaaS. So we got to hmm. basically, you know, every dollar we spend, we got to make X back, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, which is challenging and exciting as we're all used to, you know, we're all direct response people. But um, so, yeah, they had very little history on YouTube. They had tried a few things, but nothing was really working. They had, I think they're spending, uh, you know, five figures a day, maybe like up to 20K a day on, on Facebook. And so, yeah, this is a, we pretty much hit it out of the ballpark the first month and we were spending uh 50k a day at the end of the month from basically like a pretty cold account and we were, were still spending around that then months later so we've been able to maintain that spend over time which has been awesome so yeah. um that's definitely one of my favorite um you know my favorite home run case studies to share, of course, in the meantime, in those same months, there are plenty of offers that totally bombed on YouTube for us. So, you know, it's not like we always sit out of the ballpark. Um, there's a variety of, always a variety of factors at play, but um, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Heck yeah, man. So let's go ahead and dive into this rich ad segment here. We'd love to kind of find out what's working good for you right now mm. in this, these wild times. So, I mean, what's your rich ad in this scenario? Rich ad, um, yeah, I would say, um, uh, I'll just drop it on you guys. All right, so if you, <laughs> <laughs> put some serious thought into this. I love it. <laughs> well, it's it's simple, but it's it's profound. So, um, yeah, if you can, if you have a, if you have a <clears throat> something that's sold with the, like a video sales letter, um, mm. you, you can, you can definitely with a few tweaks make it work extremely well on YouTube as a, as an ad. So, um, mm. yeah, there's definitely ways to, to do that. And that's, that's been really powerful. Um, and if you look at VidTal, you go in there and look and see what some of the top ads are, you'll see that, um, it doesn't have to, it can be a super long ad it can be, you know, 45 minutes plus, or it can, you think about what's in a VSL. It's basically your, you are, um, a video sales letter. Um, you're basically addressing, uh, it's a complete sales argument. So you're addressing, you're, you're agitating, um, you're providing a solution, you're overcoming objections. Um, and depending on how common the product is or how cool the product is, 
that can all happen within, you know, five minutes, or maybe if it's, there's a lot more product differentiation that needs to take place, then uh, it might take a bit longer than that, depending on the, you know, stages of awareness, like the Eugene Schwartz models that um, I can't recall off the top of my head right now, but I think uh, it's okay. They've quick been Google recalled. search. <laughs> <laughs> They've been recalled multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> we all know what that. We all know about that. Yeah. <laughs> now you said forty-five minutes. Is that your typical length for these kind of VSLs, or? Oh, it can be. They that can work. That's what people find shocking is that you can run really long ads on on YouTube. As you know, I'm talking about in-stream ads where you're going to go watch, you know, cat cat video compilation number three. And this 45 minute video pops up in front of it and you end up watching it. So that, that happens. Um, and part of the reason I'll just digress for a little bit, but so you got, it's all about the, the context of the ad platform. So Facebook is, it's an interruptive ad platform. You got to think about it, how we use it. We're usually using it to kill time. You know, we're kind of just scrolling absentmindedly um, through it, maybe just seeing what our friends or family are up to or, uh, clicking on the occasional sort of very uh, pattern interrupty kind of image from an ad or video from an ad. Um, whereas YouTube, you go there with intent, you know, you go there to learn or be entertained pretty much. And you watch, you know, you're watching certain videos, you get into that YouTube rabbit hole kind of mindset where it's almost like a sort of hypnotic state where you're completely focused and absorbed. So the ads kind of have to fit into that that frame that that you know that framework or that context. Um, so in that context, you can end up watching a 45-minute VSL. I doubt it would ever happen on Facebook. Um, you got to think about our minds. Kind of, we're kind of skimming along the surface there. Whereas YouTube, we're really our mindset is quite immersed, quite deep. So yeah. Now out of the gate, when it, with those length of videos, do, is that something you're testing multiple angles of, or are you going straight for the kill? You know with them you know they're already kind of in the, the zone to kind of learn some new things so i kind of get that concept there but do y'all usually test one or two of these at different lengths i'm just thinking of you mentioned those in-stream videos i mean oh man if i'm watching you know a podcast and all of a sudden i get a 40 minute ad i'm furious <laughs> mm -hmm. no totally <laughs> no i mean I, I it's not a it's not a a it's not like a golden bullet you know it doesn't it doesn't always solve the problem but it's just something that i think that if your listeners are have that kind of asset or have the capability to create that kind of asset in terms of like a long sales argument, um, it can be really powerful. But a lot of our best ads too are quite short, can be under a minute. So um, it just really depends. And again, you know, it's the cliche, but you have to test it and see how it does. What's the most you put behind one of these VSLs? And then, you know, possible revenue wise? Oh, you mean ad spend? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, seven figures for sure. So seven, yeah, seven. Oh, I mean, actually, no, like eight figures. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, um, not my money, clients' money, and uh, <laughs> you know, and actually, uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> one of these. <clears throat> I was talking to the this particular client uh, just a couple weeks ago, and uh, he moved into a very exclusive area, probably yeah, one of the most exclusive areas in in the country. And bought and and bought like a, a an insane house um, just as a result of this exact situation. So a really good VSL and and some good you know some very good media buying behind it. Heck on, on yeah, YouTube. yeah. So that's my uh, you know 
that's my 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 brag story right there. <laughs> Hell yeah! How long do you, can you usually run these for? Do you notice creative fatigue? I'm, I don't know. It's oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it, it it just depends. You have to pay attention to, um, uh, you know, uh, click through rate is is huge, um, and uh, obviously that that changes every other downstream metric. So it actually also changes upstream metric like CPM. If you have a really good click through rate on a video, then um, Google Google has a black box ad quality score metric, which we don't really know all the components of it, but click through rate is a big one. Um, so if you have a, a video with a really good click through rate and it's and it's con it's congruent with what's on the actual next page, you know, um, then that's a as reflected probably by something like bounce rate or something like that. Then um, uh, that's going to allow you to they're going to charge you less per CPM, you know, so you're going to pay less per impression. And uh, from there, and then this is another point, actually, not to get too out in the weeds, but so yeah, these VSLs work great, but actually they're they're not optimal to be honest. If you think about it, um, just imagine how much money in forty five minutes. If you're on, which is close to the average session time on YouTube, it's about forty forty five minutes. Um, they could be showing you, I don't know, twenty, thirty, forty ads, probably. You know, so. It, you're going to be paying higher, a uh, higher CPM for, for a, uh, a longer ad like that. So we like to try to, you know, if we can um, get a shorter compact video if possible, but sometimes, you know, it just doesn't work as well. It just depends. Oh yeah. And I mean, test it, you know, cause yeah, if you can pull an eight figures off one of these, I mean, Hey, that's a, that's a gold mine there. For sure. For sure. Well, heck yeah, man. That's quite a good one there. Now, of course, we'd love to kind of dive into the not so great things, you know, the more embarrassing tests, as we all know, not all tests win. So yep. What's your bad in the scenario? Yeah. So um, I would say something that's interesting is that, you know, you would think that the more higher production value videos would do better. You would think that, okay, all things being equal, if I, if I had a nicer looking video, that um, you know, it's looks more professional, whatever. Um, that's going to be a, a major factor in performance. So we actually, this past year, we've really invested a lot in building our live action video cap capacity. So we basically we can produce full live action comedic video ads. So like super high, like cinematic quality um, video ads. And I mean, some of them work. Um, and I, I know this from, you know, uh, our team being behind some other, um, behind the scenes on some other, uh, some other videos. I won't name, name them, but um, <clears throat> similarly high quality and well done, funny, everything else, all the direct response elements at play. Um, sometimes they just don't work. So that's been interesting to see um, and seeing how oftentimes simple videos with it all starts from the, the ad copy, you know, just connecting with people on, on that on that level um, that can be really, really powerful. So that's been interesting to see how sometimes these really entertaining ads that also they're not just entertaining. They're like well done from a direct response perspective. Sometimes don't work. So that's been interesting yeah. to see. 
Oh, heck yeah. We, yeah. I mean, for the, a lot of the guests we've had on is, you know, they'll take that professional video that costs, you know, 15K to make, they'll put 10K ad spin behind it. And it turns out the, the video they did for free performs 20 times better. So, I mean, based off this specific case, what's been the biggest loss there considering, you know, how much money they put behind it in ad spend, how much the video costs, would you say it's, you know, upwards of 20, 30K there, or is it usually a smaller kind of, you know, budget there? When we do videos, we basically videos for us as an agency are a loss leader. So the main, the main, um, in that, in the sense of the main obstacle to scaling any offer on YouTube is the creative. And we make our money when our clients make money, um, by scaling. So we pretty much go into the red in terms of like the actual creative almost always. So we are, so with that said, we're pretty, um, we keep costs down as much as we can for the production because we know that it's not going to be, um, it's probably not going to be a home run, especially out of the gate. So we don't want like, I know you can get an amazing, you can get some amazing video ads done for 70 K or even, you know, one of the most famous people who make them, they charge over six figures. Um, and then a percentage on the back end. And I'm not going <clears> to, <throat> I mean, they do amazing work. Um, both of those companies. Um, but that's a big chunk of change to lay out if you have no idea if it's going to work. So we try to, you know, we try to hedge a little bit more on the, on the side of, uh, uh, testing more ideas versus trying to go all in on one massive, massive production while still keeping the quality, the quality is as high as it can go, you know? So, but in terms of your question, like how much was lost? Not that much, honestly. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a huge, wasn't a huge deal, <clears throat> especially because you got to think about, um, at scale, what it comes down to, at least what we see is we want to be, um, 75% of our efforts in the creative side are dedicated towards iterating on, on control, on a control. Cause it's hard to find a control, right? Like it's, yeah. it's hard to find a, a winning, a winning ad that is wildly profitable. So it's kind of like you, you find that horse and you're riding it. And then obviously, like you mentioned, um, ad fatigue is going to set in at some point. So we always want to be testing new iterations of that. And that could be like reshooting the, the whole, th the whole thing, same script, new actor. Um, I don't know if you guys have, this is a great example, actually. Have you guys seen the Buddha, the Buddha power bracelet ads on YouTube? I don't, I don't think I have. Okay. Well, I'm about to put a post up on our blog and VidTal about mm -hmm. this. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, just to be honest, it's, it's borderline unethical what the, what they're <laughs> talking about in these ads. It, le it leads off with, you know, um, yeah, I was, I was live. I was living on the streets, and I was a I was a junkie, and um, and I met this old this old man gave me this bracelet, and my life changed. But then I lost my bracelet, and my life was worse than ever. But then I found this other. I found the bracelet again, and and you know my life is now amazing. I'm rich. I have a you know an amazing family. Blah blah blah. And you can get it too for just twenty dollars. And it's literally this, or I think it's twenty nine ninety nine. And it's this thing you can get, you can just look it up on AliExpress, and it's cost four dollars. So it's like, it's, it's a, it's pretty much a commodity and they've created this whole story around it. Um, and there's, uh, on VidTal we have, I think we're tracking like 12 of their ads. They launched in early 2020. And, um, I think at this point, it probably based on our est estimates there, they've 
that some months they've spent over seven figures on this on this offer. And um, all the ads, they're just iterations of the same story, like slightly different hook, new actor, same trajectory of the story, um, same format. It's like a person in front of a green screen with some B-roll of, uh, you know, the drama of their life, just like B-roll you get off of, um, you know, stock.adobe or something like that. And then <laughs> some product shots, super like low budget. You probably, you wouldn't cost much to produce it, but they, they, it works. Um, so my point is like iterating is a big one. The second biggest thing is, uh, so 25%, we like to just aim for moonshots, like entirely different screams, not whispers is the, um, is the expression I, someone, I didn't make that up. Someone said that test screams, not whispers. Some, I think some Agora guy anyways. Um, so yeah, the, these live action comedic ones fall into the realm of, um, into the realm of uh, these moonshots. And so sometimes they work. Um, I, yeah, we've never had one that was a game changer that took an offer that wasn't converting and, and made it and made convert amazingly. Um, but, you know, we haven't been doing it that long either. It's been, you know, less than a year we've been doing these comedic, uh, you know, live action ones. So I am confident that eventually maybe, eventually we'll hit one that's going to go massive but um in the meantime you know some of them most of them convert decent but none of them have been like head and shoulders above uh the other existing controls just to be totally transparent interesting so the big moral of the story is here buy some cheap bracelets online come up with an unreal story on how your life's terrible without it and try and scale it to the moon you know <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, you know <laughs> it's true though it's all about the story like that's that was was interesting is that they basically took this commodity. It's it's basically a commodity. It's like a cool looking commodity. And they made a story around it. And now they're able to charge what what is that? My mental it's 830 at night here. My mental math is terrible, but that's a, like four dollars into basically thirty dollars. So um, you know, that's what they marked it up. And you know, if you look up that you just look up feng shui bracelet on on Google, you're gonna see like hundreds of these things all probably from the same factory in China sold by different vendors, but they're able to sell it. You know, it's crazy just because it has that story attached to it. Ugh, unreal. Well, man, it's super interesting there. So as you're aware of, you know, with the podcast and the, the witty name, we love to find the crossroads of marketing and the financial side of things. So based off your expertise, your experience there, what kind of financial tips could you provide for some of the listeners here? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say as a business owner or co-owner, um, invest in your people, honestly. Well, first find, find, find good people, which is easier said than done, but you know them when you find them, honestly, and, uh, just give them the space to give them the space and also the structure to uh to thrive in their zone of genius and think i mean I, there's no way we would uh you know we, we would be like i'm not there's no way we'd be where we're where we are right now that sounds like really pr presumptuous or um like over the top but i feel very happy with how we've been able to grow and um it's because you know we have an amazing team and um, it's all comes down to people. I always thought like, 
back in the day <clears throat> um, when I was getting into internet marketing back in the day um, that it was going to be like, I needed to do everything, like every piece of the puzzle, but it really comes down to partnering up and teaming up with the right people. And that's where the magic happens. I think it's like two plus two equals eight versus it's not, or like one plus one equals eight, not like one plus one equals two. Um, so not like a, not like a specifically a financial uh, bit of advice, but don't hesitate to properly incentivize your team. Um, what are some ways you've incentivized your team to kind of, you know, really invest in them and make them love what they do? Um, always identify their zone of genius and be willing to invest in support for all the stuff that is holding them back from that zone of genius. So it could be like hiring assistants for your people so that they don't have to do some tedious stuff that they don't need to be doing. Um, you know, the, even if it's a little bit more expensive for, for you as a business owner, um, always like n never hesitate to someone is someone on my team is interested in, in learning something that's in it's connected to our business. I, I just don't even hesitate to get them access to whatever program they want, you know, like, um, and yeah, I mean, and don't, uh, just don't be stingy either. Just pay, pay, you know, pay, pay what you can. And, and obviously within the realm of what, what works financially, but just think long-term in terms of building a, building a family. And I've seen it firsthand how some of our best people, um, you know, there's only so many hours in the day and other people will want to work with them. Um, and when they're happy with the environment that, they have working for you they're i mean they're just gonna like laugh at other people trying to get a piece of them when they know that the the situation is not as aligned with their kind of the meaning that they have um you know with the situation that you've created so i know maybe i'm like talking it up too much but that's just my sense of how things have gone and we've been really fortunate also to just find really quality people so this episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend in partnership with MasterCard. And if you are an aggressive affiliate dealing with dozens of ad accounts, or you are in gray hat or black hat verticals, such as drop shipping, CBD, or other verticals where you're dealing with ad accounts getting shut down, business managers getting shut down, or even de-platform from platforms like Facebook and Google, then you absolutely need to check out Funnel Dash's ad card. We give you unlimited free virtual debit and credit cards. So you can have a dedicated card for every single ad account campaign. And you can attach any name and address in the US so you have complete anonymity on the card and at the card level. Plus, one of my favorite features is that you don't have to pre-fund or even top off like most typical virtual card solutions today. So if this is you and you're operating these verticals, whether you're an agency or an advertiser, then check out AdCard at FunnelDash.com. Good. Well, that makes complete sense. When was the kind of point in your internet marketing journey that you're like, hey, this one-stop shop or one-man show or two-man show is just not going to cut it? How long did that kind of take you to kind of grasp there? Um, well, so my first, uh, so I was a, I was an ambulance driver and then I lost my job and I ended up working for this. It was an instructional porn company. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they sold direct response instructional porn. It was called two girls teach sex. And, uh, oh, that's a whole, it's a whole, whole long story. And I know we're 
running out of time here, but um, I won't get into it too much. But it's it that was Golden Hippo Media. That's how they got started. They're like I don't know if their listeners know, but they're uh, I don't know how big they are now. They're you know hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue a year, and they have all kinds of different offers in health, beauty, um, and they have an amazing system there. But I, I remember walking in there and um, Craig Clemens and his brothers, and then uh, Josh. Uh, Craig, Craig, Josh, um, Mark, and Kurt, those guys, those four guys, they founded it. Um, they had – they're four founders, and I always thought, like, why would you need four founders, you know? Um, that's a lot. And then under those four founders, there there were, like, there's a, a copy team. There's e- an email team. There's, like, a, a B, like, a B-Squad VSL writing team. You know, there's all these different – components and honestly it took me you know that was eight years ago i think eight or nine years ago and it took me just until this last year really to realize that it's so obvious but not one person can do everything even like the most brilliant copywriter like craig clemens is he's probably the the best copywriter direct response copywriter in terms of how much money he's earned who's ever who's ever lived and uh you know, that's his one area of genius. And you got to have like a media buyer in the mix. You got to have an amazing teams guy. You got to have like an amazing finance guy. And and then all kind of just plugged in together, like one big brain. So it's, it sounds really obvious, but it, it took me like actually living, growing a, growing a team to realize that I can't do it all myself. And, and I was trying to do it my, all myself, even, you know, a couple of two, three years back, um, before I met my, my business partner. And that uh, just makes so much more sense when you start to think about relationships and building a team and building this, like, uh, yeah, just like a family really. Mm. Man, I love this. Well, heck yeah, man. So give everybody an idea what's next for you. You know, how can we support you and how can people kind of, you know, reach out to you? Yeah. So first of all, if you're at all interested in YouTube ads, um, just go to Go to vidtow.com. It's our free YouTube ad spy tool and, and check it out. Sign up. It's free. And uh, I'll ask you some questions and the onboarding. And then um, that's you'll get free access to the software. And again, it's totally free. It's We have tens of thousands of ads. And you can see what other people are running. You can search. The search functionality was really bad until like two weeks ago. It was like very, very bad. If you capitalize the letter in the wrong space, you <laughs> you'd have you wouldn't get any results. <clears throat> we... we, we uh, we we invested in in updating that so now it's actually quite good um so you should be able to find some of your competitor ads there check check that out we have some content on the blog on how to uh how to run youtube ads we really try to be uh just transparent and share everything that's everything that we can in terms of what's working what's not working on the media buying side on the creative side so that people can add in this other traffic platform to to the mix so um, that's our, our, our YouTube ad spy tool. And then Inseply, Inseply.com um, is our agency. And uh, yeah, we, we are a full service YouTube ad agency. We produce and scale YouTube ads for, to, for uh, direct to consumer, direct response brands. Heck yeah, man. Well, cool. Once again, man, thanks for jumping on. That was an absolute blast there. Thank you, gentlemen. It's great to, great to meet you, e-meet you. And uh, yeah. Thanks so much for the opportunity.
Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ed podcast. If you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and richadpoored.com slash podcast. And if you absolutely love the show, go ahead and leave a review and a comment, share with a friend. If you do, take a copy, screenshot of it, email me, zach at funnel-dash.com, show me you left a review, and I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad Poor Ed book. To learn more about the book, go to richadpoored.com. To leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.